0: Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, and MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. And we also have a separate name out right now. It's called Marvel Maniac. Uh, what if after show? We're labeled currently. And that's just to get us out into the algorithms a little bit more. And if you know anybody who you think would like this after show, it would mean a lot if you could share it with them. Uh, because we're trying to get our name out there. We is in me marvel me i'm i'm the only guy uh, talking on this mic right now while i do have my friends on sometimes i host this show on my own uh, i love doing this and i love talking everything marvel and it is very good to be caught up to date with you literally i'm about to sit and watch this as it's coming out i mean i'm 20 minutes out that's okay because it is fantastic to be watching marvel as it comes out today's episode what if Thor were an only child? No glorious purpose here. I, I, an overused phrase clearly in this podcast since Loki. Yet, I have no idea what will, to, what will be to come from this episode. What happens to Thor without Loki? All I know is that he doesn't like want to grow a beard and he shaves more often. And He seems more cocky somehow Like Thor's characters to be very like A little arrogant like he seems more arrogant Um in whatever trailers They put out which isn't much Uh so let's Watch this uh similar To how I've done a few of the episodes this Season I'm gonna watch And go and uh, talk about This episode with you as I'm watching it So I haven't seen this episode As I'm talking to you right now Okay now yeah, my first thought going into this episode Is Thor always was up against Loki From the very beginning And without Loki pushing back up against Thor Or the Avengers Like Loki united the Avengers It's like what if Thor was an, were an only child I wonder what that means Even for the Avengers Not just Thor Okay so Yes The movie starts Or the show starts off We're looking down at the night sky and it comes down to a van in the desert. So it is going to parallel the first Thor movie. I had hoped so and thought so. And just as like just as most of the other episodes, it's done. It's going to parallel another one of the MCU movies. Um, it has to stay in line with one of the other movies. Um, even though in the in the opening credits, the watcher says time is not you know one straight line. It is a prism. It but like they're all it is that doesn't because it's not a straight line doesn't mean it's not all connected. It has to be connected. And um in one way or another, there's gonna it's all all the same stuff's gotta be lying there, in my in my opinion. So that's what I find kind of very cool about it. And um it's in that same effect what I'm saying, um how the prism, when you watch all the shattered shards in the credits um, that we just saw Actually It's amazing Because they all lie in the ground And in the last episode You just pick up well, We just picked up a Tony Stark And we just picked up a Killmonger And the two very forces Those two very forces uh, At odds end And then in this episode We have two shards And one's no Loki And one's a lonely Thor And I'm- We see Jane sleeping inside the van at first And then Darcy is tossing peanuts Inside of a cup and she's like cheering herself on it's funny get to see darcy again very excited but no agent Woo still i really want to see woo next time we see woo i'm gonna lose it monitors light up and darcy wakes jane up jane says she needs to talk to the director of shield because if her data is correct an alien invasion is imminent she just gets hung up on so we put her much know this to be Thor, like in the original Thor movie. Um, setting it up to just be Thor. There's no Eric Selvig with them, either, in this. She says, two years ago, the same anomaly struck star Alpha Icarus, and the entire star dimmed and then, poof, disintegrated. And then whoever's on she's on the phone with is, uh, you know, just calling her out for being the Parks Department. And uh, Darcy's like, we're talking about the end of the world, my dude. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> We see pretty much the Bifrost shoot straight across the night sky over them instead of landing in front of them. Darcy says, they're here. And Jane says, we're too late. The invasion has begun. In front of a giant hotel, it says, welcome to Las Vegas, Nevada. Big pink lights. Citizens of Midgard, your dull lives are about to come to an end. Thor announces in a giant haze of the Bifrost. He tells, them to, he tells them to prepare yourselves for the party, Prince, is what he says. Him and his entire uh, crew that we know from the movies seem to walk into the party there. Um, <laughs> a little insane, kind of a little, I think he's a little over the top in his, in his antics, maybe. Like, cause some of the people there look a little scared. So, like, he's, he's too much for the people of Earth. Um, and the Watcher says, more than battles won or lost... It's relationships that truly define a hero. The people who shape them, their stories. Thor and Loki, a brotherhood so strong and pivotal it would change the fate of a universe. Their childhood taught Thor many lessons. Now, that's a really big point that could probably be easily looked over in this. It's not just... Man, this is just all even before any of the events of the Avengers. I mean, this is just... This has nothing to do with anything later on. This has everything to do with their childhood. Everything to do, everything to do with him growing up with Loki. I was wrong, like I said, this is everything to do with not the f- events of the first Thor movie alone, just their childhood. We see this picture of Loki holding up the uh, Great Winters hold thing that he used in episode three, the Great Casket of Winters or whatever it's called, and he's freezing Thor. In another universe, instead of raising the Jotunheim prince, Loki, as his own, Odin returned him to his people. Without a trickster brother to keep things lively, Thor grew into a very different prince. So, yeah, I can definitely see how that happens. He almost becomes like a version of Loki without having Loki. He becomes so spoiled and like, I don't know, I already have such a more of a disdain for um Thor right now (laughs) Odin lies in bed and Frigga Thor's mom says rest my love she's telling him to allow the Odin sleep to restore your body and soul um which is like I just find it sad I'm not laughing but I almost am because Odin doesn't go into the Odin sleep like only until like like nearly the end of the movie for like really harsh reasons like when Loki like screams at uh, him like that in that really dramatic scene so it's like Thor just being so the way he is I'm guessing just put him into the Odin sleep uh, and he needs he just needs to recover from Thor (laughs) being the way he is I guess Frigga pokes Odin's face to make sure he's asleep and he is and she says she's off to her sisters for the solstice Thor follows her outside across the rainbow bridge. She tells him, This is your first taste of kinghood, my prince. I expect you to study and to read up on the nine realms you will one day be ruling. No parties, which of course means he's going to throw a huge party. Is this is this just going to be like the Thor's parents leave town episode? And he's going to just throw a huge party and get caught? <laughs> she says, remember, Heimdall will be watching. And then there's Heimdall just staring him down. Thor says, you can't be serious. Heimdall sends Frigga and her handmaidens to the destination with uh, Bifrost. It looks so cool. Uh, even, I mean, especially animated. Thor tells Heimdall he's off to study. So, I mean, that's so believable. Thor is walking with Sif and the rest of his gang. And um, they're all arguing about like whether they should go or not. And he says, my father has ruled Asgard for centuries. And the most interesting thing that he's ever done is fall asleep. He only cares about responsibility and blah, blah, blah i'm not gonna be like him the boring king oh my gosh so like i feel like thor is extra leaning into the being extra ignorant so it's gonna be extra painful for him when he falls on his back i'm really worried about this like we've seen dr strange have the universe collapse around him this show goes dark so what's gonna to happen to thor <laughs> this guy says heimdall sees all if we try anything he'll call frigga this episode I feel like it's got a real comedic tone to it. Um I like I like Party Thor. Party Thor is uh is fun. Um he's like he's he's got the brewski's in hands, so he's like, we're going to the most backward, backwater planet that not even Heimdall pays attention to. Alert the realms. Party on Midgard. <laughs> That's great. Um this is this is turning out to be a lighter toned episode. Um let's get I mean let's get through it but <laughs> this is funny so far. You know, this is actually insane now that I'm seeing what's happening here. <laughs> this isn't just Thor inviting Asgardian friends to Earth. This is Thor inviting the nine realms and everyone into the into Earth. All his all the realms. And everyone this is why Jane's Jane wasn't wrong. I underestimated Jane Foster. I underestimate Darcy Lewis and their characters for the last time in my Marvel Maniac podcast career. <laughs> um, I'm telling you this as I'm as I finish my um cheese it and I carry on in the episode. Uh, they were warning us of an alien invasion not but five minutes ago, six minutes ago, um, and I, I had not yet listened. Thor is throwing, throwing a huge party on Earth. Ships are just dropping people off everywhere. It's, it's insane. We're with Jane and Darcy, and Jane is scanning the crowd for the first extraterrestrial that had arrived, and she sees that it's Thor. I definitely think I see Yandu in there, in that crowd. Jane sees Thor, who's talking to a bunch of Skrull, and Jane, uh, like, definitely still flattered by the looks of Thor. And Jane said, "Um, what do you expect him to look like, (laughs) E.T.? Jane says she's going to make first contact with an alien. Darcy says, I think half the strip beat you to it. And uh, she says, you can make first contact with this guy, and it's Howard the Duck. (laughs) He's been showing up a lot. I love that. She calls him a loser. It's not very nice. He's like big talk coming from a brunette. <laughs> she asks, "How do I look?" and Darcy says, "Completely unprepared for whatever comes next." Scroll are all shaped shifting into Thor around him as he's requesting them to. He's like, "You do me. No, you do me. You, do, you know, no, you do me." And they're all turning into Thor. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. He's like, "You guys really get me." Jane uh, pokes Thor in the back and he looks down at her. Uh, she's much shorter. She says, I'm Dr. Jane Foster of Earth. And he's like, I almost stood on you. I'm Thor, crown prince of Asgard. Libations, crudités, baked goods. <laughs> and it cuts to the Grandmaster eating cake. And he's like, I love cake. That is just such a great cutaway. She says, Thor, as in Thor, the Norse god of thunder? He says, I don't know anything about horse gods, but I do know how to bring the thunder. <laughs> she says, 18 months ago, Alpha Star Icarus died. The astronomically that preceded it happened again tonight. What I'm asking is, was that you? I'm asking is, was that you? That was an awesome party, uh, you know, we lost Foundrel for three days. Found him in a bar next to a baby goat and it cuts to Foundry. he says, I named him Gary. <laughs> she tells him, you killed a planet. Thor asks her what the tablet is, uh, the lightbox thing. Is it magic? I love magic. Did you build this thing all by yourself? He's so interested. She says, excuse me, I happen to be an astro- astrophysicist with multiple PhDs. He tells her that she must be a genius. She's instantly flattered. The connection's still there between the two. Do all geniuses have such deep, dark eyes? Yeah, they're going right into the romance. Uh, it still connects between all universes, the love between Jane Foster and Thor. It's like watching the birth of two stars on the edge of the galaxy, he says. Record scratch, cuts to Howard, and uh, he says to Darcy, want to get some half price nachos? She says, okay, fine, duck, but it's not a date. (laughs) Later, we got Thor and Jane on the dance floor going crazy, and then the Grandmaster is on the DJ. No kidding. It's going that crazy. Party Thor is going for it. (laughs) The music stops, and uh, the Grandmaster goes, Release the (laughs) foam, and everyone goes nuts. At a crabs table, uh, Korg blows on Nebula's dye. She's like, blow on these, and he blows on them for her. She says, mama needs a brand new eye, and she rolls them. She wins, yeah, that's, that's great, great cameo. Oh, we even got Drax there visiting. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of visitors from across the universe. Darcy and Howard get married. Uh, okay, by Elvis impersonator <laughs> Okay <laughs> Jane and Thor leave a tattoo shop uh, Getting mag- set- opposite tattoos um, She's got one that says magic He's got one that says science Now we cut to the next morning And it's like Very like the movie The Hangover And Thor is like sleeping on a couch She's got makeup on him pretty much Now there's a bra hanging over a, a statue Everybody's sleeping passed out And the room's just a wreck Jane is in the big bed and all of a sudden, all the phones start going off, and they're ringing unknown numbers. Rumlow is smashing on the door. He's saying, this is S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Dr. Jane Foster, Dr. Jane He's banging on the door over and over again saying that. Rocket is passed out in the sink, by the way. Rocket has made his way into the room. Uh, the room. She's looking around at the trash room. She's so disoriented. The room is just trashed. Her reaction to Rocket is hilarious, by the way. Maria Hill comes to the door. She says, acting director of S.H.I.E.L.D., you need to come with us. Darcy's out there with him, and she shrugs between two agents. uh, Jane says, can can this wait until after breakfast? Maria Hill says, you were the first to warn us about this extraterrestrial threat. Now, I hope you'll be the key to eliminating it. Jane says, threat? Would you call him a threat, really? And then Hill asks, do you want to know why I'm the acting director, Dr. Foster? (laughs) <laughs> so we get we get Fury I'm thinking it's like gonna be like Thanos like holding the earth hostage or something you get Fury um, walking up to Thor like you know hey uh, mister hey this this may be your party but this isn't your planet before someone gets hurt I need you to and then Kord comes running and he's like hey watch out I don't know what he says he knocks Fury straight over on his head and does a cannonball or something like into the into the water and he uh, <laughs> cuts back uh, to jane jane asks if he's okay and uh he, M- M- says he, he's still unconscious <laughs> and, and then the background uh thor just waking up and and, and maria hill's like You're, you do you have company and and thor's like oh the guy's gone there's a cute little rabbit in the sink <laughs> so it's like thor's first reaction oh rabbit dude this is hilarious, genuinely. You know, I know it's a great episode when I'll, uh, I'll forget that I didn't record a good chunk of a reaction. I just let a good, like, three minutes get away from me because I'm enjoying it. So now we're on a S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier up top of Vegas. So Jane tells them everything that happened up to that point. Colsa comes in and he says the party atmosphere seems to be spreading. Canada, Mongolia, even Pennsylvania, Dutch country. Led by the main instigator, Thor of Asgard, who's now taken to the skies. Jane says, what? He left? Did he even leave a note? (laughs) I love this. I love Thor and Jane's relationship. This episode's so lighthearted. We needed a lighthearted episode. Am I right? We find out that Thor is going to Paris because one of his compatriots was jonesing for crepes. Rumlow brings in a container, and he says the last resort has arrived. Jane Foster says that sounds very final. You know, this could be a chance for us to, you know, be very diplomatic between um, these aliens in the future. And it is Captain Marvel's beacon, and it is it is used. <laughs> So we cut to uh, Paris, and Thor is with some of the people from Guardians of the Galaxy, the gold people that attack uh, the Guardians after they steal their, their battery. They're very angry gold people that uh, the Guardians, you know, piss off. And uh, they chase the Guardians around the movie, the whole, the whole movie. Um, Thor's taking some pictures with them. Then Thor's people come say, Thor, he's here, he's, he's arrived, he's, he's come. Oy, where's that son of a witch, Thor Odinson? And then we have this giant, frost giant version of Loki walk up. So, when Loki just stays with the frost giants, like, does, he, does Loki just transform based on where he is? Like, into who, Is that Loki just transformed based off of their environment? This Loki is beastly awesome. His horns are all icy. Thor says, what did you say? Is that butt ugly popsicle stick talking to me? And then, like, they give each other this stare down like they always would. Uh, I mean, you think they're going to go into this big fight, fighting moment because they, they've never looked more at odds end. They're messing around, and they uh, they bring it on in. Thor says, I can't believe you came. Loki, you are the absolute best. <laughs> I love that. You're my brother from another mother, man. I mean that. <laughs> I love that. That is just... That's out of all the drama in the other in the other universe. Think that's so funny, brothers forever. Thor says, and then there's a giant boom. And they ask if it was one another, and then uh, Thor tells Loki to make a wish, and uh, Loki does. And Thor asks what it was, and Loki says he won't tell him. And Captain Marvel shows up. She says, "Hey, White Snake, we need to chat. She's quite some party you're throwing," she says, and he says, "Yeah, I hope the Ice Bros would show." But Loki himself, Prince Loki, (laughs) he says, are you kidding? I would not miss this for the world. She says, listen, bud, clean up this mess and leave this planet. I love this. Captain Marvel defending the Earth against Thor. He says, no, I like it here. Everyone likes me. We're having a great time till you showed up. Then she says, party's over, pal. He says, yeah, maybe here's a thought. How about you just buzz off? So things are heating up immediately fast. She punches him straight in the face. Loki reacts. Uh, like ooh, and the whole crowd does too. Thor goes flying and slides into a stop. She tells him, "I wasn't asking, Hotshot. I li- I like this. I like Captain Marvel a lot. I want to see more of her. I want to see her second. I want to see the sequel, bad. And I want to. I really hope it comes soon. I imagine the sequel. Like this is great. Uh, the Captain Marvel is a great, great." surprise addition to this uh the captain marvel sequel the potential in it is so amazing it could trek so much um we could see her perspective on so much in the mcu from another angle um we can get a ronan the accuser again i, I just I, that'll be cool to see him again i don't know uh i don't know why i, I want to see i kind of want to see just her end of everything um I think there's a lot of explaining to do uh, for Carol Danvers, and okay, but anyway. Thor says, you know, there's a Midgardian word for women like you. Party pooper. <laughs> One guy in the background goes nuts laughing. He's like, oh, dude, that is so funny. There, I said it. And then uh, Captain Marvel says, okay, this one's for Fury. She gives him an uppercut that sends Thor way blasted up into the sky. She starts to announce, now for the rest of you, but Mjolnir smashes into her and knocks her into a building. Thor lands onto the plaza. The ice giants stand behind him like giant thugs. (laughs) Loki is a giant ice thug. He throws his hammer, and she dodges it, and she says, smooth, move, but it comes back and hits her in the head on the way back, and he says, hammering, get it? Uh, I love that Chris Hemsworth came back for this. It makes it that much better. Same with the Doctor Strange episode. And you know what, the Iron Man episode? Come on, RDJ, just come back for these, because you know it'll make it a million times better, and uh, everyone else is doing it. I mean, come on, Benedict Cumberbatch came back for his... And it made that Doctor Strange episode so good. Captain Marvel says, I'm going to count to three, and you're going to put the hammer down. Thor starts twirling Mjolnir, and dust starts going everywhere. He smacks her with it so hard, literally sending her to another country. And... It's just visually uh, awesome to see the, the way they pull that off And uh, show her flying over uh, From France to, to the United Kingdom it's, it's insane She lands right on a stonehenge uh, The iconic stonehenge She slides into one of the giant stones And grabs it before it falls over She turns to find Thor landing behind her And she says She doesn't know what these are But they're important And just stop And uh, Thor like, threatens to knock it over Like a brick He's a bad Thor is a bad boy <laughs> Bad Thor And he knocks them all over like dominoes. Why'd you do that, Thor? Captain Marvel is enraged, and she punches him straight into space, and he arcs towards another continent. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is insane. So we get, like, the basically best thing we've gotten, maybe, of... They're like like this is like an anime fight, like they land in basically like i am like, okay, is this like a dragon ball fight? Yes, they land in a desert um or <sighs> lands on his back, and he uh gets off the ground he says, party fell, and hes reaches out for his hammer. Captain Marvel floats down thor is like holding off and he's like i'll be right with you just one second milner flies past her super speed and he says there it is. Woo! is let's do this but the, but the way it flies into his hand the smoke hits it and you just know this is going to be a visual fight on screen in the desert between two big heroes they charge at each other and thor's hammer whacks captain marvel in the face They trade blows, and she blasts a stream of energy at him. Before he punches her back, she knocks the hammer from Thor's hand and pummels him. Her kick sends him flying backwards, and he summons Mjolnir. He shoots a steady stream of lightning from the hammer, but Captain Marvel repels the attack. He doubles down the force of lightning, kicking up walls of dust. And this looks insane. And Captain Marvel just puts her hands on her hips nonchalantly. I love it. She flies up and punches Thor into a hole in the ground sending up a huge cloud of dust. Thor pulls himself up, and he says, I'm starting to get but she, he doesn't, she doesn't even give him a chance. She pulls him out. She grabs him by the hair and throws him up into the sky. His hammer following after him and her eyes rolling as she follows after that. Thor catches Mjolnir, and he goes right back at Captain Marvel, and they collide. This fight is madness. She wails on him. The fight goes on from afar across a beach. It looks very peaceful from afar, just like a shooting star. They keep exchanging blows uh, into the dark night, into like a shadow. Literally, they are going at each other across the entire world. Flashes of light illuminate both of their faces. They both land back in Paris, and just when they land, Thor places his hammer on Captain Marvel's chest. Like, what a cheap move. He says, you know what you need? A stiff drink in two weeks in Hawaii, she says. A timeout. He tells her, "He's our party pooper," and the entire crowd starts chanting "party pooper" at her. This episode is such a funny episode. It's just what a blast. Back to her, uh, Hill and Captain Marvel back on the Helicarrier along with Darcy and Jane Foster. And she says, "I thought that Fury said we were, you were the best. That your punch was equal to ten nuclear bombs. That your cat could devour whole armies." Darcy says, "You got a cat? What's his name? Goose." <laughs> uh, Darcy really likes Captain Marvel. She wants to work for her as like her cat wrangler or intern, and uh, Captain Marvel asks her to take it down a few notches like at a, in an eight. She needs it at a four. <laughs> and uh, Jane gets a call from Thor. He tells her that she's the nicest, sweetest mid-guardian woman that he's ever met, and she asks how many that he's actually met. He says two, but the other one hit me with a bridge, and he said, that hurt more than my face. She asked, on that last party on Alpha Star, did you really destroy that planet? And he said, no, it was more of a meteor anyway, not a planet. Thor is so suspicious. And it was burning apart, so we just kind of helped it along. And Jane says, so no one got hurt? He says, no, of course not. Even the baby goat, Gary, got home safely. Darcy says, all I'm saying is no one would notice if you blew, blew up a Dakota. Hill says the Mojave Desert could stand a hit. It's not a bad idea. And then... Captain Marvel says lure him to Siberia and then go kapoom on his ass Jane completely disagrees and she says we're talking about the fate of the planet but um, it's way over the top and I refuse to let it happen and that's when Hill says we are no longer in need of your services Miss Foster thank you and they let her go uh, when they get let off they meet Howard the Duck again and look, he says look who comes scrawling back Miss Howard the Duck <laughs> oh my goodness Jane calls Thor and Loki answers <laughs> and he says you know you haven't got a, a friend have you we could, we could do double date <laughs> He accidentally drops the phone. Um, Genuinely, he messes up. Clumsy Loki. (laughs) Darcy says, too bad we can't call his mom. And that is the most genius thing um, that hasn't been said yet. And, uh, you know, Jane says, you really are a genius. She gives her a hug. So, uh, yeah, I think Jane is going to the logical conclusion here. I think this is the best idea. Um, We get some craziness around the world. The Frost Giants are spinning a Ferris wheel. Surtur from Thor Ragnarok puts his armor on the Statue of Liberty, He's trying to make it his girlfriend, and destroys the Statue of Liberty. Um, the ice giants are forming, <laughs> like ice all over the Mount Rushmore and stuff. Um, I think that's gonna melt, you know, maybe more harmless fun on their part, but uh, (laughs) still pretty disgraceful. Then Surter's trying to limbo, and he also destroys a power grid. You know, also, everyone here's just trying to get some innocent fun. Let's just get these guys a giant planet where they can do this on their own, like where they're not gonna hurt anybody. You know, they just need need a playpen. Thor is about to go run towards Sydney, the Sydney Opera House, and he's going to go slide down it, and he's, uh, everyone's cheering for him to do it. And he starts to fly towards it when Carp- Captain Marvel intercepts him. We see a lot of Korg throughout this episode, and uh, the, all the partygoers on the bridge stare as uh, Thor gets carried off by Captain Marvel, and they're all very... Very disappointed at the at the sight of it, and Cork had something in his mouth and he dropped it when he saw Thor get carried off. It's very very funny. Captain Marvel holds Thor down as they speed through the air. She looks even more angry than she did last time. Darcy is, is connecting wires, and uh, Jane is thanking Eric Selvig on the phone, so he is still around. She has this giant megaphone thing that reaches, I guess, the greater outer space, at least Asgard. And she says Heimdall and it reaches him and he summons her with a Bifrost to Asgard. Captain Marvel brings Thor to an isolated icy mountain where the helicarrier follows him. Hill says arm the nukes and Coulson says I thought she was the nuke. And she says, just in case she gets distracted by a cat. You know, Hill is a little f- uh, vicious in this episode. It seems like Fury might have secretly died, you know? The Bifrost sends Jane to a terrace that has Frigga, Thor's mom. And she says, hello, Miss wife." Kind of like last episode I was saying, uh, Black Panther's mom, General. She tells Frigga that Thor is on Earth and... She basically needs her help. And right before the exact moment that uh, Captain Marvel and Thor strike each other and the missiles are about to come down on them, Frigga comes through as a hologram and saves the day. Thor says, you must be using a lot of dark magic to check in on me. She said, I had a visitor. She was worried about you. Uh, Thor's trying to lie about being on Earth and uh, (laughs) a polar bear walks behind him. He said, oh, you meant Earth, Uh, like, I mean, Midgard is Earth, you know, he's he's just trying to get out of it. It's so funny. It's totally like the kid getting caught uh, throwing the party when his mom and dad are out of town. (laughs) He says that me and my study group came down here for a cultural exchange. And the frigga really wants to come and see this, so she says she'll be there. She's cutting her vacation short, she'll be there shortly. And this is when everyone, everything gets called off because it's pretty much clear that Thor is going to be in huge trouble with his mom. <laughs> so uh, the missiles are called off, and Rumlo's mad because they never get to fire the huge weapons. He'll get to try one day as a, as a terrorist through Hydra. I don't know if that ever happens in this universe um, <laughs> for him. And Captain Marvel says she almost feels bad for her. Thor gets back to the bridge, and he wants to stop Loki um, and everyone and stop the party, obviously. And Loki's making the world's largest slingshot at that moment. No more slingshots. No more destruction. We need to clean this mess up and go home. At that exact moment, Drax and Korg show up right next to him. Drax and Korg. And Drax just pukes all over, uh, all over himself, right next to uh, Thor. <laughs> Very like the parents are coming home in Fer- from in Ferris Bueller's Day Off feeling. Um, Thor trying to get everyone out of there, and Frigga's is getting into the portal at Asgard. Now she's bifrosting all over the place to get to <laughs> to get to Earth. Thor tells Loki that we have a duty to this planet. You need to help clean it up. And Loki says, "Duty? Oh, you sound like Odin. Clean. It's <laughs> funny." Thor says, party's over, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay, and then we see Yandu, Drax, I even see Mantis in there. I don't know how Mantis got there, (laughs) Um, but she's there. But then he asks everyone to stay and clean, help him clean. The Grandmaster and Topaz... Uh, Which is his assistant I guess her name is Topaz Beam away on mobility scooters Thor asks Nebula for help And she says I think I need I hear my dad calling Good luck (laughs) Thanos reference I'll take it He looks at Mjolnir And with the most purpose You've seen him In this entire existence Of this Thor He says All father Give me strength He lifts the hammer up Rises in the air And you've never seen this Thor Look this Thor Like he is Thor now because he needs it, <laughs> not because, he, not because he has to be, because he needs to be for himself. <laughs> you will listen to me. <laughs> My mother is coming. And they all say Friga, and she is not happy, like at all. She's really mad. <laughs> and it cuts to, like, Thor montage of him cleaning up all the places. This is the longest trip in the Bifrost I've ever seen. Uh, Frigga's Bifrost journey is five hours long. We see light restored to, restored to the power grid. We see the stones going up. Surter fixes the Statue of Liberty's arm. Thor hammers the ice off of Ra- Mount Rushmore. Even the Frost Giants put the Ferris wheel back. It's, it reminds me a lot of the Part One division where everything becomes like a carnival, and then like at the end, everything carnivals You know, like you got to see everything change, and then everything go back. Thor straightens the Leaning Tower of Peace <laughs> by accident, I guess. That's really good that's a good visual bit that like might be kind of like overlooked like Thor um, he thinks the Leaning Tower of Pisa is messed up so he like pushes it and he's like an idiot so he's like ha ha <laughs> and he slaps it on its side <laughs> that is one of the best jokes of the whole the whole show um, so good Thor scrubs off graffiti reading Thor Rocks which is almost I'm almost certain that he wrote himself Frigga arrives to Thor and <laughs> she's looking furious through the Bifrost Fierce, furious, awesome. And he says, oh, mother, good to see you. Welcome to our study group. And it's a bunch of people, a bunch of his students, a.k.a. party goers, sitting in front of him, cross-legged, and they're his, yeah, they're, they're, they're studying. And to end our studies, what do we always say, class? They all say learning is magic. He tells his mom, did you know that Midgard was the birthplace of the Snuggie? <laughs> Captain Marvel flies in, and she says, Thor, here's that information you requested on civilizations, and I loaded a few documentaries, PBS specials, NPR podcasts. She says she'll call him next week to discuss it. She's helping Thor out. He says, so tiny, it contains so much. Thank you. She says, you must be friggin I'm Captain Marvel. And she says, I know who you are. Thank you for helping educate my son. Uh, so I think she knows what's going on, really. Uh, he holds out his hand for Mjolnir, and it comes back all decked out and partied and graffitied uh, very badly. Uh, we cut to the desert to Jane Foster. She monitors her tablet in a van. She opens the door to find Thor outside with flowers. He said, you called my mother on me. That was not a cool thing to do. <laughs> uh, it was necessary, though, in my opinion. But it was the right thing to do, so thank you, He says. She says, you're welcome. He asks if, she, if he can call her, and she says no. And um, he tells her he thought they had something. <laughs> He's kind of shocked by this. She tells him to ask her out on a date. And he says, Jane Foster, it will be my honor to ask you on a date. He says, uh, before you answer, I know a whole planet full of unicorns. Uh, and she says, yes. A world restored, love blossoming. As children, both human and as guardians say. Together, they lived happily ever after. I've never seen the Watcher look happier at this moment. He's smiling, genuinely looking at us. Um, He wants it to be like this, (laughs) but no. He's very surprised, and then there's a hole being ripped in the fabric of time. We got a cliffhanger ending here. But not just any cliffhanger ending. It has something to do with outside the realm of this story's episode. So the episode ends with pretty much an army of robots, and we get... Vision, Ultron, Ultron, Vision, Vision, Ultron, <laughs> with all the Infinity Stones in his chest. Uh, I got to go back and look at him again. He walks straight through the portal. So insane. Uh, he's got the Mind Stone in his in his helmet, and he's got all the Infinity Stones in his chest. And he's yeah. He, he doesn't look. He does. He doesn't look. He doesn't look not scary. He looks scary. <laughs> he looks scary. Um, <clears throat> this seems to be a greater threat. I really wonder what's going to come of this. And I think there will probably be a whole episode going into this. But I can't, I can't imagine where the Watcher will start and in terms of, like, will he time travel back to it as if he'd never seen it? Or, like, he, he's got to know. He's all-knowing. The Watcher's all-knowing. But he also doesn't know like this He's still surprised So uh, it, it's very interesting um, This episode was a lot of fun It was maybe the most lighthearted one We've gotten yet And rightfully so They hit us in the gut the last few weeks in a row Did they not? Did they not? They've, they've been really gut punching us Really hard these last few weeks um, Especially Especially uh, Last week I don't know I think every week has had some hard hitters A lot of character deaths There there was not one character death In this episode, if I'm wrong And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry if I missed someone Um, We jumped into another universe today And I think we have Three episodes left after this Of Marvel's What If... If I'm correct And that's a lot But just keep in mind There's Hawkeye coming out this year And I've still yet to review Shang-Chi We have The Eternals coming out Spider-Man No Way Home There's a a lot left There's a lot left And again, we love your feedback Marblemaniacpod at gmail.com tiktok instagram twitter at marvel maniac pod all donations right now the best place would be paypal.me slash marvel maniac pod or at marvel maniac pod on paypal everything goes right back into the show keeping the lights on all that good stuff and nothing but good vibes thank you so much for being here it is Very much appreciate your presence uh, is so much felt and we love your feedback. Send us your thoughts. It may be read on the show and we will see you next week for the next episode of what if I'm so happy to be caught up with you and have a fantastic week. You Marvel maniacs keep obsessing, keep partying and until next time Avengers disassemble.